most excited about is everybody in that team, that's their heartbeat, and um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway, speaking of um, famous people, you possibly have been aware that in, in our world, in our culture, the people who are most famous, who are most celebrated, tend to be the athletes and the uh, actors and the musicians, right? And so I've actually done some research, very scientific, and I've looked up Instagram. Now, if you don't know what Instagram is, it's a social media platform where basically you put photos of yourself, mainly selfies, um, and uh, pictures of you living your best life and show everybody how amazing your life is. And then they like you so much that they want to follow you um, because they think you're really cool. That's kind of the general premise of Instagram. And um, around the world, uh, some of you may have Instagram accounts, I don't know, I haven't done that extensive research, but around the world, um, there is a, a handful of people who are particularly popular on Instagram. And so here they are, top five. Cristiano Ronaldo, you may recognise him, he's a footballer. He has 441 million followers on Instagram. Uh, quite a wee way ahead of the next lady, Kylie Jenner. If you've never heard of her, she is uh, apparently a, a TV personality. So I guess she gets her personality from her TV show uh, or vice versa. But anyway, she's got that and she's a model and all sorts of other stuff. She has 337 million followers, which is a, quite a lot of people. Lionel Messi, another footballer with 327. Selena Gomez, uh, a singer, musician, an actress. She's got a pretty high number, 319. And... Dwayne The Rock Johnson has 315 million followers. He's an actor and, um, I don't know, just a really cool guy. Well, I, mean, I don't know him personally, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he rings me, uh, or it's not like me and him are on his Instagram account, you know, selfie. But anyway, so, so you'll see there that just that very unscientific Instagram research that it's like the athletes and the actors and the musicians are the most popular. In fact, if you add up all of those followers, there's over a billion people. It's more than like a sixth of our world follows these five people. That's how famous they are. And I suppose they're famous because they are they're essentially the best at what they do. They are the best on the sports field. They're the best on screens. They're the best on our stages. And, and millions of people celebrate them for their achievements and their abilities. But what's fascinating to me is that this is actually quite a new phenomenon. And so for much of human history, the people that have been most celebrated haven't been the best athletes, they haven't been the best actors or musicians, they've been the people with the best ideas. And normally the people with the best ideas have been the philosophers, and the scientists and the artists. They are the people who have brought new insights, new innovations, new inventions to our world. They have challenged the status quo. These are the people who have, have made the impossible possible. They've made the unknown known. They have, they have seen things before everyone else, and their lives have essentially been a watershed for our world. They have transformed and shaped the future with new and original ideas. And so there's lots of descriptions that have been given to people like this, to people who come up with the best ideas. And you might have heard of these words like innovative or, or creative or pioneering or revolutionary. 
Perhaps the most fitting description of these types of people with the best ideas is the word genius. And so if you do a Google search of history's greatest geniuses, you'll find that there's a, there's a handful of people who consistently make those lists. And so it's a very subjective thing to do because it's difficult to compare people's achievements you know, across different disciplines and different fields. But here is six of the people who regularly make the, the, in the top uh, level of history's greatest geniuses. And you'll probably remember or recognize their names. Leonardo da Vinci, he was a, a polymath. He was good at a whole bunch of stuff. Engineering, mathematics, art, uh, amazing sort of achievements in a whole lot of areas. Mozart, uh, arguably one of the world's greatest composers. Nikola Tesla, a, an engineer and inventor, had a lot to do with electricity. Uh, Marie Curie, a chemist who um, did a whole bunch of stuff but also kind of discovered X-ray and, and made that um, very useful. Albert Einstein, uh, what did he do? Well, no one really can kind of understand it, but he was obviously pretty smart, but he was a theoretical physicist. Or Bobby Fischer, you know, the 20th century's greatest chess champion. So all of those people, uh, and there's obviously a bunch of others, but all of these six here on the screen are, are geniuses in their field. They, they brought a new way of thinking to the world. So what I'm going to invite you to do, just for one minute, is to discuss with someone that you're sitting beside, who do you think, out of this six, has made the greatest contribution to our world? Who has uh, had the best ideas and the best innova innovations? Who is the one who has the greatest legacy, the greatest influence on our world? Okay, that's your question, and I'm going to be inviting feedback in about one minute's time. Okay, go. Who wants to um, put their opinion out there? Who wants to say that they think one of those people is the greatest genius? Anybody? Glenn? I Yep. Because of the breadth right. of stuff that he did. And a lot of stuff too. And a lot of stuff. Rather than necessarily being focused on one field, he was across a lot of stuff. He was across a lot of stuff. So apparently he only uh, created 15 surviving works of art and yet he's He's uh, regularly um, considered the best artist of all time, which is a pretty good track record. Also, other inventions, you know, he was sort of ahead of the game when it came to helicopters, submarines, that sort of stuff. So quite a broad uh, skill set. Anybody else? Yeah, Warren. Yeah, I've picked Yeah? Yes. Yeah, there's a, a huge foundation which is kind of people of others have built on, but his legacy is that. Yep, good point. So Mozart. All right, anybody else? Got to say something about Tesla. Got to say something about Tesla. Everything that we have, it wouldn't be if we had to put all the power. That's right. So, uh, that plug, or all of the plugs, uh, everything. everything, yep. You know, uh, his whole alternating currents and the way that he... Un the what? Oh, direct current. Oh, ACDC. Okay, all right, good, got it, not the bad. Okay, so, so, so it is kind of difficult, though, like, you know, to compare people across different disciplines. It is a little bit sort of subjective, but definitely I suppose we would all agree that at least these six, and maybe many more, 
uh, are geniuses because they've had such a profound influence on our world. They have they've brought ideas and insights would have, which have set them apart, not just from the rest, but actually set them apart from the best in the world. And they've challenged the norms and they have changed our future, not just for themselves and their generation, but for all of us and the legacy that they have left. And so what I find curious about all of this is that when you look through those lists on the internet of, of history's greatest geniuses, the list that I've looked up, I've never found the name of Jesus Christ on those lists. Which is fascinating because he fits all the criteria of a genius. I mean, the ideas and insights that Jesus brought challenged the status quo. He, in virtually every aspect of, of human life, Jesus brought a new way of thinking and a new way of living. And so perhaps one of the most significant examples is his Sermon on the Mount, a lot of scholars think there was actually a summary of his key teachings which were recorded by his followers. And so in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus shows what it looks like to live a life that is blessed by God. And in that, he reveals his true genius. So, so there's several times when he starts his teaching with the words, you have heard it said. And then he goes on to give some summary of, of you know, common thinking, maybe an ethical or moral teaching uh, murder, adultery, conflict with the enemies, that sort of stuff. But then Jesus flips the script. And so he says, but I tell you. And then he brings a new perspective, an, a fresh idea, some very creative and sometimes very challenging way to live. And the response to the people, the response of the people to Jesus' teaching is really telling. This is what we read. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. In fact, amazement is, is the typical response to whatever Jesus said or did. And his popularity among the people was so high that it caused jealousy and anger among the religious elite. So on numerous occasions, the religious elite were trying to trap Jesus. There was one time they tried to trick Jesus into saying something subversive about the Roman authorities. So, so they asked him whether Jewish people should pay taxes to Caesar. And then this is what happens in Luke chapter 20. Jesus asked to see a coin, and he said, whose picture and title are stamped on this coin? And the religious elite answered, Caesar's. Well then, Jesus said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. You can, you can almost just hear the, the gasp of the crowd, like the insight, the genius of that moment. If I was Jesus... After I'd said that, I would go, boom, <laughs> drop the mic, and then walk off. But I think Jesus was far more humble than I am. But certainly what he said silenced his critics. You know, the religious elite failed to trap him by what he had said in front of the people. Instead, they were amazed by his answer, and they became silent. You know, the religious elite, with all their learning, with all their knowledge, they could not fathom the depth of his genius. And actually, they were not alone. 
the genius of Jesus was not widely recognized in his lifetime. Which is crazy, because at the same time that Jesus walked this planet, at the same time Jesus was bringing new insights and new ideas, the concept of what a genius was was being worked out by the Greeks and the Romans. So the ancient Greeks, they were the first to consider what it meant to be a genius, and they believed that genius was given to select individuals by the gods. So genius was awakened when the divine touched the human. And so Greek philosophers and poets like Aristotle, like Socrates, like Homer, not Homer Simpson, but the original Homer, you know, they, they were respected for their ideas and their insights because it was assumed they had been given the gift of genius by the gods. And so the Romans picked up on this concept of genius, and they applied it not just to an, ex- an exceptional person, but to anyone who had a position of power. So just simply by wearing a crown, Caesar was considered to be a genius. Now this idea was disproven countless times by very incompetent rulers, but, but nevertheless the Romans believed that the gods had given a person a position of influence and therefore they had bestowed upon them the capacity of genius. And so it's really intriguing that during the time of genius, people, uh, during the time of Jesus, people believed that genius was someone who was favoured by the divine. And despite his, his new ideas, his insights that Jesus shared, despite the miracles that he even performed, he was never acknowledged by his peers as a genius. I mean, you could almost argue that by that ancient definition, Jesus was the greatest genius that he ever lived. I mean, he was fully human and fully divine. He was totally in touch with the physical and the spiritual. If anyone was going to be a conduit between the earthly and the eternal, it was clearly Jesus. But I wonder if the genius of Jesus was not recognized because he wasn't limited to a particular field. Now, Jesus was not a musical genius. He wasn't a literary genius. He wasn't a pioneering scientist or, or a creative inventor or, or a leading statesman. See, the genius of Jesus was so much more than that. It was all-encompassing. In fact, the genius of Jesus presented a new way of living. And so Jesus showed what it meant to be fully alive, to be the people that we were created to be. Jesus taught us how to be truly human. And that's what sets Jesus apart from the rest of history's geniuses. See, often a genius will give the world something new. Maybe it's a new piece of music, maybe a new art form, maybe some new technology. And so while these geniuses can shape the world to be a better place, they don't necessarily shape us to be better people. But Jesus did. Through his teachings and his truth, not only did he change the course of world history, but he transformed people for the better. There's a guy called uh, Lawrence Harrison. He's an American academic and author, and and in several of his books, he observes that the Christian mindset has had a really tangible effect on economic and social development of countries around the world. So this is what he he writes. He writes, I find compelling evidence that some religions, 
do better than others in promoting the goals of democratic politics, social justice, and prosperity. And to get to that conclusion, Harrison analysed 117 countries uh, around the world, and he said that the countries that had the better living conditions and the greater well-being for their citizens predominantly had Christian values. And so he looked at these countries that had Christian roots, and he said that education was valued in those countries, that women were generally treated with respect and children were cherished, that charity and, and social welfare was encouraged, healthcare was reasonably easily available, that uh, poverty was kind of pushed back and, and tried to be suppressed, corruption was called out, and people believed that they could progress and advance and develop and improve. And so it's really important, like, in his summary, he was, he was trying to be careful. Harrison wasn't saying that if a country wanted to have social and economic prosperity, then they should become Christian. I mean, the guy himself, he wasn't even a Christian. But he was highlighting the fact that Jesus' ideas have literally benefited millions of people throughout history. Jesus has changed the world by changing people. And that's really the impact and the influence that the mark of Jesus is genuine. So we're going to unpack that uh, in, in the coming weeks in a little bit more detail. But I want to tell you this, that the real genius of Jesus is that it's transferable. So you could spend the rest of your life with Mozart and still not become a great composer. Or you could spend the rest of your life with Picasso and, and still not become a great painter. Or you could spend the rest of your life with Einstein and still not become a great scientist. But if you spend the rest of your life with Jesus you will become a better person. You'll truly be a human, possibly even a great human. Because what sets Jesus apart from the rest of history's geniuses is that his genius is contagious. Jesus is willing to share his genius with anyone who is willing to align themselves with him. In fact, what's curious is that Jesus' favorite invitation to people was that they would follow him. On many different occasions, many different circumstances, to many different people, Jesus said, follow me. Now, he was not trying to get more Instagram followers, okay? He was simply inviting people to a genuine life change. He was offering them an opportunity to be, to be transformed, that his genius would be transferred and translated into our own lives. This is what he said to sum it all up. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. You know, Jesus promised that his wisdom would be a light to illuminate our lives. He put it like this. He said to the people, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And so if you align your life with Jesus, he begins a transformation in you. It might be a miraculous overnight complete turnaround, or it might be a slow burn, which takes a lifetime. But if you open your heart to Jesus, he transfers his genius to you so that you can see things that no one else sees. 
You can see beauty and wonder and creativity. You can know love and grace and truth. You can, you can feel mercy and compassion. You can become a better person because of Jesus. And I really hope that you have seen this in your own life. I've seen this transformation in people's lives. I've seen people who have been really, really reckless with relationships and they've begun to value others. I've seen people who have been arrogant become humble. I've seen people who have been very wealthy be very generous with what they have. I've seen people who have been dejected become hopeful. People who have been weary become strengthened. And it's all because of the genius of Jesus. Einstein offered our world a new way to do maths. Fisher offered our world a new way to play chess. Tesla offered our world a new way to harness electricity. And Jesus offers our world a new way to be human. And so the ideas that Jesus introduced to our world have profoundly shaped the course of human history. And his innovations and his insights have brought goodness and grace and truth and beauty to millions of people's lives. But the genius of Jesus goes beyond a social and economic benefits. Jesus invites anyone who is willing to follow him, to experience his genius in their own lives, to see the world from his perspective, to live the life that he created us to live. Imagine, imagine this. Imagine if Mozart offered to be your mentor, that if you gave him the next 40 years of your life, that you could hear the sounds only he could hear. And he would teach you to translate that into music. Would you do it? Or imagine if Picasso said you could paint alongside him every day for the rest of your life and, and you would learn his techniques and all his tricks and so one day you would be able to produce a masterpiece like him. Would you be willing to do it? Or what if Einstein said that he would be your teacher and, and over the next four decades he would teach you everything he knows about science. And so you could then make your own original discoveries. You could come uh, up with scientific breakthroughs. You could, you could develop inventions which would improve our world. Would you be keen to do that? You see, with all that time and all that training, there's still no guarantee that those geniuses could transfer their abilities and attributes to you. Only Jesus can transfer his genius. So Jesus will not make you great at physics. He will not make you great at maths. He's not going to make you a, a musical sensation. You can compose an opera and, and sell out stadiums. He's not going to increase your followers on Instagram. Rats. But if you trust him, you will become a better person. You'll become fully human. If you line up your life with his, he promises to pour his genius into you. That's certainly one of the first followers uh, discovered about Jesus, a guy called Paul. He put it like this, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know what God's will is for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. You know, God's will is that we line up our lives with Jesus. And in that process, we are 
transformed by his goodness, by his grace, by his genius to be the people that we were created to be. And so over the coming weeks, we're going to have a bit more of a deep dive into this. I mean, this morning I was just really trying to kind of set the scene, but I just want to encourage you and maybe challenge you with one final thought. And it's this. If you do know Jesus, then what aspect of his genius do you want to experience more in his life, in your life? Is it his goodness? Is it his grace, his peace, his truth, his humility, his power, his beauty? Which of those do you really want to experience more in your life? Because these are the, these are the attributes of Jesus' genius we're going to explore over the coming weeks. And I encourage you to consider which of those you think are going to really help you the most. The second thing is this. If you don't know Jesus here this morning, I really invite you to have a chat uh, with myself or someone wearing a blue tag. We would love to talk with you about what the genius of Jesus looks like and maybe even introduce you to him in a personal way so that you can enjoy a new way of living, living with the genius of Jesus. Let me just pray. God, we're grateful that we can gather here this morning and uh, listen together and reflect uh, on Jesus. Thanks for his, his genius influence in the world. It's had such a positive impact on, on millions of people. We also just want to say thanks too that Jesus' genius is transferable that it brings a new way of living to us, it brings us a new way of being for all of us who would trust in him. So we just ask uh, that, we, that you would help us be transformed, be taught by his genius as we stand before you and offer all that we are completely to you. We ask this in your name. Amen. Thanks, Joel.